Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice dance, Henry. Thanks. Just having a little boogie here. Hello, everybody. Episode 10. Goodness me. With you and me, Sam and Ree. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, we've finally got to... Yes, the cardiovascular system. Cardiovascular system. In fact, we've, we, we've got three cardiovascular system podcasts. So, sorry for not doing them earlier, but it's taken a bit of time to organise and to get everything sorted. Yeah, well, it'll be worth it. I think so. So, the three podcasts are going to be this one, which will be the development of the blood vessels. Yeah. So, we'll look at the arteries and the veins and how they form. Yep. Because that'll be nice and shortish. Yeah. And I know there's a fair bit of confusion there. Yeah. And then the second one will be how the heart develops. Yes. Our tube. Yes, we start with the tube and folding and then all the septa and all that sort of stuff. Blah, blah, blah. blah. And then we'll finish off with... Yes, the changes that happen to the cardiovascular system at birth. So we can build up to that. Yeah. So, yeah, with with these two, if we talk about what happens normally, uh, we've got Geraint um, Morris. Geraint Morris, is it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We've got Geraint coming in to give the third podcast where he'll tell us what changes occur in the fetus at birth normally to give us um, the switch from the fetal circulation to the adult circulation and why that's necessary. And then he'll tell us the problems that he sees and how they're fixed and that sort of thing. Brilliant. That Can't sounds wait. like a really good three to me. Me too. So one of three. We're geniuses. We uh, wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh, God, my cup of coffee is hidden all behind all this crap i got on the desk. Okay, so do I still stand all right to you, Sam? Um, To me, you do, but... How about everybody to everyone else, else out there? Okay, well, land, ta- talking about everybody else out there in podcast land, um, a little bit of research on the internet showed that a few of the medical schools have picked up on these embryology lectures. So You've been Googling yourself. <laughs> Actually, no, but I'm not going to go into that now. Um, so anyone from other medical schools, hello, and um, thanks for listening to it, and we hope it helps, basically. Yeah, this is the aim. I mean, these are podcasts for medical students. There are lots of medical students throughout the world. Um, well, that's the aim, isn't it? I mean, we do a little bit of work, and... People, there's a lot of people getting benefit from it, and then it's kind of more learning hours per teaching hour put in or something. You know, Whatever, know. you're gabbling. Right, okay. Benefit to effort ratio. Yeah, hi. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so, you know, if you are listening to these or if you're recommending them, you can always drop us an email, um, s.v.webster at swansea.ac.uk with any comments or anything else you'd like us to do. Not that we're running out of ideas or anything. No, they'll probably tell you to stop dribbling on so much at the beginning of the podcast. They can press pause. Okay, so what else have we got going on at the moment at Swansea? Swansea? Oh, well, we're in the Easter break at the moment, so this is a bit time relevant, so it might shift if you listen to this at a different time. But this is, I say our Easter break, it's the students' Easter break, but of course we work through Easter, <laughs> and the students are coming back next week for their exams. So Ooh. that's why we're kind of trying to get these out as quickly as possible. We said we'd get these ready for our second year students before they sit their intermediate MB exams. Yes. And we're going to do that easy. Yes, hands down. But our first year students wanted them as well, so we're going to try and get these cardiovascular ones done in time for their uh, development, growth and reproduction module exam next week. Yes. We'll try and get that next couple of days. It's going to be close, never mind. It is a bit, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So, um, and anything else you want to talk about before we uh, get involved in the, you know, blood stuff? Hey, go GB in the world cycling champs. Oh, yeah, I saw some of that on TV, actually. Talking about the cardiovascular system. What, get your heart pumping? Yeah, those guys <laughs> got awesome hearts. They yeah, were, it was very impressive, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they're all normal. I doubt it very much. Big shout out to Geraint, Thomas particularly. Why, could you know him? He's a young man from Cardiff. Oh, wow, Tour de France last year. 
and now a world record holder in the pursuit of the world champs. Okay. He was a junior world um, gold medalist, I think, and now he's a senior world gold. Awesome ride. Excellent, very well amazing done. Amazing guy, amazing group. Yeah, so um, are we going to get lots of gold medals at the Olympics, do you think? Oh, well, I hope so. And if it's got to be in cycling, so be it. Well, because you like to look at the lycra. <laughs> I have to avert my eyes from certain areas. That was last week's podcast. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's start doing so, something. So, blood vessels then. Yeah, why are we here? Oh, Olympics going to be good. Right, um, focus. Okay, so, right. If we said we're going to talk about blood vessels, um, we should start off at the beginning. So we should talk about the processes of blood vessel formation. Mm-hmm. We should talk about the, the cells that originally start off formation of blood and formation okay. of blood vessels. Cover that briefly. Yep. And then we should, let's talk about the arteries. Yes. Yeah, do them there's first. Kind of, there's one main area we should talk about. Mm-hmm. And then the veins are a real complex mishmash. Oh. So we'll talk about the veins, but we'll we'll kind of group it and structure it and well, we'll try see to. if we can make sense out of it. Okay. okay. And then that'll be us done. Right. Um, so if we're five minutes in now with prattling, yeah, oh see goodness. if we can get that done in another 20 minutes. All right. So, right. so when we start, we've got our um, embryo. And um, so when we start, we've got our embryo. We've got, <laughs> we've got I'm just trying to um, create a picture here. So we've got our embryo, right? And um, the size of the embryo is continually, it's growing, obviously. And it's getting too big for it to get nutrients from diffusion. That's essentially why we need to begin creating the cardiovascular system. Yeah, so you need a method by which the nutrients can be passed around to the developing cells. Yeah. So how do we do it? <laughs> well, I mean, to start with, if we go back to um, gastrulation, Ooh, and right, we've got okay. two-layered embryonic disc, and we're going to go to three layers, and we have the primitive streak, and cells diving down through the primitive streak. Some of those cells that dive down through the primitive streak are going to um, pop up in the future cardiac region, and as they pass through, they're going to start to differentiate into cardiac cells. Yeah. Um, at that same time, blood islands... Cells are starting to develop in the mesoderm. We start to get blood islands forming um, kind of around the wall of the yolk sac, um, the lateral plate mesoderm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yep. those two processes, we have some cells which are going to form the future heart and we have some cells which are going to form the blood and the blood vessels. And those, those appear separately. Yep. And they're, they're all going to link up eventually. But to start off with, they're separately. So if we give you a couple of terms, uh, if I say hemangioblast, what does that mean to you, Ree? to do with blood. <laughs> awesome thank you hemangioblast yeah so blast we're talking about a cell that's going to be making something so hemangioblast these would be the cells in the blood islands in the mesoderm ah. and these are the cells which are the precursors to both the blood vessels and the blood cells Including the name what's the origin is that Hemangio. Meso- is that mesoderm yeah cool so if you want to talk about signaling factors we should mention VEGF I think most medical students will know about VEGF yeah vascular endothelial growth factor and that's involved in 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 development of these blood vessels and blood cells yeah okay so we've got a blood island so we've got like a a little island of cells that are going to become bloody things Mm. and they're spotted around the embryo yeah yeah yeah. so within that blood island the cells in the middle are going to become the cells of the blood right the cells around the outside hey this makes sense really if you think about it yeah the cells around the outside are going to be the blood vessels yeah they're going to proliferate and differentiate into endothelial cells and become the blood vessels so the formation then of blood cells that's hematopoiesis yes the formation of blood vessels from those cells is vascular genesis okay 
Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. what it around. Okay. What's angiogenesis? Angiogenesis is when blood vessels branch off from existing blood vessels. You get new blood vessels branching off. So that's what occurs in tumours. Brilliant. What have you. Again, VEGF and FLIC and what have you. Cool. Um, but yeah, so vascular genesis is a formation of blood vessels from cells. You know, new blood vessels just spontaneously appear. Forming. And angiogenesis is blood vessels branching off existing blood vessels. Well, thank you for clearing that up. So there's some good terms yeah. there. Okay, what else are we going to talk about then? So we've got our um, blood islands, if you like, that are forming um, the, Stuff. the blood vessels. Yeah. Or what do they form? Is well, something specific? Or? Yeah, I mean, as these vessels start to form and come together, we get some distinct structures, don't we? We get kind of running down the back of the embryo, or the, the dorsal part of the embryo, yeah. we have um, a pair of aorti, dorsal aorti, and we have um, cardinal veins. So if you think about where the heart's going to develop, it's almost up in the neck at this point. Um, you have a pair of cardinal veins, posterior cardinal veins, running posteriorly from that, so draining blood from the, the body and the tail of the embryo. And then we have a pair of anterior cardinal veins, running anteriorly, draining blood from the future head, head and neck. Excellent, yeah, that makes part. sense. Okay, uh, so if we're going to talk about arteries first, then we've got our we talk about the aorta. Yes, yeah, so it starts off as a pair of aorta because the, the big difference, I think, with the embryo and the adult is yeah. symmetry versus asymmetry. Right, yeah, of course. Us adults, anatomically, are, we're asymmetrical, aren't we, blood yeah. vessel-wise. We have our arteries, our major artery our aorta on the left yeah we have the major vein the vena cava yeah on, on the, the right, right. That's so how do we get from that from the fetus to us okay. so in the fetus there are you know like a symmetrical pair of aorta down the back uh probably very briefly though because those come together to give a single dorsal aorta running down most of the length of the embryo yeah yeah yes yeah. okay uh, and the cardinal veins are similarly paired okay so we've got two dorsal aorta and then um at the same time we've still got um something happening because they're, they're they're dorsal aren't they something happening on the ventral side it's worth just mentioning that i know we're going to go into the heart later on the vitiline artery the um heart, the, the yeah the the endocardial tubes that end up making the heart okay yeah so all these vessels are running to and from the cardiogenic area the cardiogenic yeah. area the area that's going to be the heart and the heart is starts off just as a tube yeah linking obviously the arteries and the veins together because by definition the vein Brings to the heart yep, and artery. And the heart, so okay, so just a, we've got something yeah. happening ventrally and something happening. That's a good point. Yeah, so the, the, the developing heart is the tube linking these arteries and veins. Yeah. Coolio. Okay. Um, so if we're going to talk about the, the, the aorta and the arteries, then I reckon the major point is the development of the major vessels coming out of the heart. So, yeah. which come from the pharyngeal arches. Ah, yes, the yeah. aortic arches. Yeah. So in weeks four and five, the pharyngeal arches form, and these are um, structures in the future head and neck, which are gonna form all the structures of the future head and neck. I oh, do you believe you've done a podcast on it, haven't you? Yeah, there's an older one. I don't know if we're gonna do a new one or not. We'll see. We might do in the future. Yeah. Uh, so the, I think the key point is that each arch has a cranial nerve. Each arch has an artery. Each arch has a bit of connective tissue or cartilage that can become bone and cartilage. I see. Each arch has. Yeah, I see. So the, and stuff. we have the aortic arches to supply the pharyngeal arches. Yeah. So each pharyngeal arch has an aortic arch. Genius. How many aortic arches are there? Um, let's say six. <laughs> 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 I 
because um, we say there are one, two, three, four, five, and six, but five kind of doesn't really get going. Right. Clear as mud, down not it? Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. So it just degenerates. That's what we're looking at. So as far as when we look at the pharyngeal arches, one, two, three, four, and six are really important to forming the structures of the future head and neck. Right. Five disappears before it gets going. Okay. So one, each of those arches has an aortic arch. And those aortic arches are going to form the major vessels leaving the heart uh, in the thorax. Okay, so each of the arches then yeah. that, that remains has, um, um, you know, it's developed into something in the adult. So yeah. Got, so that's what we've got. So I reckon at. that's quite an important thing to talk about. To yeah, answer. you're probably right. The other arteries are fairly straightforward. They, you know, yeah. There's okay. not really much to say about them, no. is there? All right, so should we go through what the aortic, you know, the numbers of the aortic arches and what they end up being in the in an adult? Yeah, I think this is an area of potential confusion as well, so let's talk about these and simplify it. Okay, number, number one. one. <laughs> number one mostly disappears. Oh, great. Well, it's easy. Number one doesn't really hang around. But doesn't it make the maxillary artery? Yeah, some of it remains to form the maxillary artery. Okay, fine. Number two. Most of it disappears. Most of it disappears. Some remnants of it will form what the stapedial arteries yeah. and hyoid arteries. Yeah. But most of area. number two disappears. Okay. If we're talking about major vessels in the in the thorax and neck, you know, most yeah. of it disappears. Okay, so number, number three, three is where it gets interesting. Number three. Number three is going to become the common carotid artery. Yeah. And the start of the internal carotid artery. Yeah. And and the external carotid artery is going to sprout from it. Oh, cool. So basically, number three makes the carotids, if you want to keep it simple. Easy peasy. Sweet. And what about number four? Um, oh, number four is when we start to see a bit of asymmetry, isn't it, going on? Yes. Like when we ha start to see changes in what's happening to the left side <laughs> compared with what's happening to changes in the right side. Something I just wanted to add is that we'll add some images to this so we can see the shape of these arches. But essentially, each aortic arch is carrying blood up from the heart and out to the left and to the right to the paired dorsal aorta that still exists in this region. Okay. So there's an yeah. arch to the left, there's an arch to the right, and the blood is passing to the dorsal aorta, the left dorsal aorta, and the right dorsal aorta. Okay. okay. So with number four, with arch number four, the left one then is this arch around the dorsal aorta, mm -hmm. and that continues to exist, and in the adult will become the arch of the aorta. Oh, genius. And that will then be the main aorta, the surviving aorta. I see. So number four is pretty much becomes the aortic arch on the left side. Yeah. So the dorsal aorta then between three and four is going to disappear. So then the, the common carotid will become separate. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you can't see um, an image, if you haven't got an MP3 that's got um, images available, just get a textbook in front of you when you're looking at this. Yeah, it will really help. Okay. Um, we'll put images up on on the podcast. I should probably put some up on the webpage as well, shouldn't Yeah, I? yeah, that'll work. Okay, so... What about the right side? Yes, that's what I was going to ask you. Um, it's the st It forms the start of the right subclavian artery. I see. So in the adult, of course, we've got the aorta coming out the, the left side of the heart. And then we've got... The fills up around and then starts to descend. On the right yep. side, we have then the right subclavian artery coming off that arch of the aorta. Brilliant. So that's number four. What was number five? Nothing. Yeah, it doesn't really get going, does it? No. Number six? Number six. Well, number six, now we're down to the pulmonary arteries. Right. So the pulmonary trunk is part of the heart development. Yeah. But arch, aortic arch number six will form the pulmonary arteries on the right and left side. Okay. And also? Um, 
yeah, it makes different things on the right and the left. Is that what you mean? Again? The key thing about number six is that it will also form the ductus arteriosus. Oh. So on the left side. Okay, so so what have we got? In the um, fetus, uh, in the embryo in the fetus, the lungs are still developing. Yeah. And we looked at in, the, in that podcast, the development of the respiratory system, how the capillary network doesn't really form until much later. Right. So in the adult, a huge volume of blood passes through the lungs yeah in the fetus it doesn't yeah um, it's still developing so much of that blood bypasses the developing lungs, lungs yeah. so there are a couple of mechanisms by which that happens and one is the ductus arteriosus one is the ductus arteriosus and the other one is in the heart which we'll look at in the next podcast there's okay. a, a hole in the heart so the blood passes straight from the right side of the heart to the left side and around the body instead of going around the lungs and the ductus arteriosus then passes blood from that pulmonary artery across to the dorsal aorta. It's a shortcut. Right. So instead of the blood coming out from the heart through the pulmonary trunk and then through the pulmonary arteries, around the lungs, and then back into the heart, it can pass across the ductus arteriosus straight across to the descending aorta mm -hmm. and disappear off around the body. I see. There's a shortcut, so some of the blood can take that route, so less blood goes around the developing lungs. I see, and that develops from the sixth aortic arch the on sixth. the left side. The but left what side. happens on the right? The right pulmonary artery. And what about the subclavian, the distal part of the subclavian oh, yeah, on the right, right side? Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, and also, um, yes. I know that we've mentioned the subclavian now on the right side, but where does the subclavian on the left side come from? Just, you know, to keep things neat and tidy. Do you know? Do you know? Again, this really helps with the diagram, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's basically uh, um, the seventh intersegmental artery, which is a branch off the dorsal aorta rather than um, one of the aortic arches. That's all. You'll see that on a diagram. Yep. Okay, so we've done aortic arches and what they mean. So one is pretty rubbish, two is pretty rubbish, five is very rubbish. So it's really only three, four, and six that have got a lot of stuff happening. Three, four, and six, and think about it from the top down. Three at the top is the carotids. Four then is the arch of the aorta and the subclavians, the, all the other vessels coming off those. Six then is lower down is the pulmonary stuff and the ductus arteriosus. Brilliant. Easy peasy. Sweet. Okay. Now what? Veins? Uh, yeah, veins. <laughs> okay. Uh, there veins. are three groups of veins that we need to look at. We start off with three pairs. They do become groups. Oh, yeah, later. pairs, yeah, of course. Try and keep it simple. Yep, yep, pairs. So in about week five, there are three pairs of major veins. Yes. We've got a pair of cardinal veins, as yeah. we said. We've got a pair of vitiline veins yeah. and a pair of umbilical veins. Yeah. Hmm. So what about... What what what, oh, what, each, what do they each do? Put my teeth back in. Yeah, what do we each do? Well, cardinal, um, if you look at the Vatican, uh, the Latin word cardinal... Cardinal means principle of primary importance. I see. So they're, you know, the Pope's right-hand guys or whatever. The guys that elect the next <laughs> oh, Pope. Did you look that up on the internet? So I did. <laughs> so okay, everything. so the cardinal ones that, yeah. So too. the cardinal veins are the the principal veins. They're the veins that are draining the body of the embryo, as we said before. Yes. The vitiline veins. Yeah. Well, vitilus is yolk. Ah. I think we... They're going to be draining the yolk sac? They're, yeah, they're draining the yolk sac. I see. So occasionally called the enteric veins. Oh, oh, my real bores. No thanks. And the umbilical veins, which you know, I think umbilicus means belly button. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> so basically, they're the ones that are bringing in oxygenated blood from the mother. So they're, yes, the umbilical veins link to the placenta. So we need to look at each group of veins 
Shall we start off as pairs in turn? Shall okay. we start with the worst first? The worst, yeah, right. What, the least important or the no, most difficult? I think the cardinal are most important, the most yeah. messy as well. Right, okay. So the okay. worst. Yeah, I think the principle here again is to remember the embryo's blood vessels are symmetrical. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there are left and right cardinal veins. In the adult, though, the major vein draining back to the heart is the vena cava. Yeah. Inferior and superior vena cava. So we've got to go from this symmetrical layout to an asymmetrical layout. Okay, okay. So, so hold that in your brain. Yeah, let, let's kind of talk about it in, in that sense. So the anterior and posterior pairs of cardinal veins join to form the common cardinal veins which drain back to the heart. Okay. Okay. Um, and then f after this point, after about week five, from week five to seven, uh, some new cardinal veins arise. So that would be by oh, um, angiogenesis. Angio yeah, that one. Sorry, going to catch you napping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so new, these new cardinal veins arise, and they're going to be draining the new structures that are developing in the embryo. And these would be subcardinal veins, supracardinal veins, and sacrocardinal veins. Oh, sacro. Is that got anything to do with the sacro, um, yeah, pelvic region? Yeah, that's right down there. I know on the sacrocardinal, down in that region that you're thinking, um, celiacs. And yeah. Yeah, sort of thing. I, I really don't want to talk about those veins in too much detail because it gets really messy really quickly. Okay, I think that's fine by all of us. <laughs> um Okay, so we've got we our cardinal the, veins. Yes, we have the cardinal veins and we have these other veins which have branched from them. So we have right. all sorts of veins paired, so it's symmetrical still. Okay. But anastomoses start to form between the left and the right pairs of these vessels, these different cardinal vessels. Right. And it's these anastomoses that are going to become the adult structures. Most of these cardinal vessels are going to degenerate, particularly on the left side. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's the anastomoses between the left and the right side which are going to form the adult structures. For example, um, the anastomosis between the two anterior cardinal veins is going to become the brachiocephalic vein. Um. Okay. Um, a link between an anastomosis between the subcardinal veins is going to form the left renal vein because the left kidney is some way away from the inferior vena cava is the right is right next to it okay. so the left renal vein traversing the uh, the abdomen yeah that's formed from anastomosis passing between a left and a right subcardinal vein right okay the subcardinal okay. veins themselves disappear later on yeah but those then the links between are the things that remain yeah in fact the distal part of the left subcardinal vein is going to remain as a left gonadal vein okay so you see the link there between yeah the renal yeah, because the gonad develops very close. Okay, I got so it. So the anastomoses persist, but the left-sided cardinal veins start to disappear. Right. So it's the remaining structures on the right side which are going to form the inferior vena cava. So the right subcardinal vein, the right vitiline vein, the sacrocardinal veins, they're going to persist and join up to form the inferior vena cava, draining blood from the body back to the heart. Okay. Yep, I think I've got it. Okay, I think that's all right. Um, if we look at the other side of the heart, the superior vena cava yeah. is formed from the right common cardinal vein and part of the right anterior cardinal vein. So again, we see the right vessels are persisting, the left vessels are disappearing. Okay. That's that's my key idea I want to get across. Okay, but rather than specifics? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that anybody really needs to know specifics. Just checking. Well, this would be a good, hopefully this would be a good um, 
springboard. Yeah. To you listen to this, get this idea, go hit the textbooks and look at the detail. Hopefully the detail will sit a little bit better after getting that idea in your head. Right. It might work. It might <laughs> I don't know. We can but try. Okay, so that's the cardinal veins. The, Tick. Yeah, done. Next one. Bitter lime veins, because they're easy, I think. Drain the yolk sac. What else? They drain the yolk sac. The key point of the vitiline veins is they come in from the yolk sac and pass around the region that's going to become the liver. Ah. So those veins start to become the veins of the liver. In particular, the portal vein, the hepatic portal vein. Of course. And the hepatic sinusoids and that sort of thing. And that is going to form part of the inferior vena cava. Okay. As we just mentioned, the right vena, the right vitiline vein. Got it. Um, and the right vitiline vein is also going to give the superior mesenteric vein. Say that again. The right vitiline yeah. vein yeah. is going to form the superior mesenteric vein. In the okay, okay, got it. Left one disappears. Right one. Most of the left one disappears pretty much entirely. Yeah. So the right one, for example, forms the superior mesenteric vein. Okay, so it's it's kind of coming in around the hepa- around the, the liver, the hepatic region, around the duodenum, a bit of a plexus, forming some blood vessels around there. Right. So you remember the, the superior mesenteric vein, the splenic vein, they come together, form the portal vein. Yeah. Drains back to the inferior vena cava. Makes okay. sense if you think about yeah, it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. All those blood vessels there linked together come from the right vitiline vein. Brilliant. Vitiline veins. Done. Ticked. Sweet. Umbilical veins. Now, this is quite nice. This is okay. Okay, good. Now, for most of the fetus's life, we know that there is one umbilical vein surrounded by two umbilical arteries that twist around it, right? Um, But to start with, there are a pair of umbilical veins. And again, these pass around the developing liver and they link with the veins within the liver, the hepatic sinusoids and what have you. Okay. Um, now, the proximal parts of both the left and right umbilical veins regress and disappear. Right. And the right vein, the right umbilical vein, regresses completely. So we're okay. just left with our one umbilical vein, which in this case happens to be the left one. Okay. Um, what does that do? What is that? Why does it stay? And what, you know? Why does it stay? Well, it's, it's taking blood from the placenta back to the inferior vena cava and back to the heart, right? Yeah. But because it's going through the um, liver... As the placental circulation increases, the amount of blood passing around increases, another blood vessel forms. So as instead of having to pass through the liver and through all the hepatic sinusoids, blood can pass more easily and more directly back like to the intravenous cava. We get another shortcut. And that shortcut is called the... Ductus venosus. Yeah, very yes. good. So we have a ductus arteriosus, we have a ductus venosus. I see. And the ductus venosus is a vessel passing from the remaining umbilical vein. Yep. The left one. Uh, yeah, the left. remaining umbilical vein back to the inferior vena cava back to the heart brilliant okay brilliant, so that huh? does make sense yeah yeah one other point then if we're going to finish up here is that the vitiline veins the umbilical veins and the common cardinal veins are all going to contribute pretty much to the sinus venosus in the heart okay and we'll, which we'll talk about a bit more next week yeah so we'll link those together all these veins we've talked about are going to come together at the heart a very early stage and form the sinus venosus. Ooh, okay. We'll see where the sinus venosus comes next time. Ooh, it's so exciting. Bit of mystery. Ah, oh, look at that. See, that's 27 minutes and a bit. Ooh, well, that was that was okay. I think that was... Okay? No, I mean... I think that was not bad. No, it was good. There's I a lot to grasp. I think that was grasp, half all right. No, there's a lot to grasp, I mean, that's all. I mean, I don't know how you guys out there are probably doing fine uh, with it, but... There is a lot to grasp. I think the aortic arteries, you need to compare with diagrams. 
Um, the veins, maybe not so, because it's trying to get ideas across, but the veins can get very, very complicated. But that's it in a nutshell. I think that's probably as much as you need to know at this stage. Brilliant. Well, thank you okay. very much. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Back in there. Cup of tea. Um, yeah, I've got a cold cup of coffee. Ooh, got bits in it. All right, people. Thank you very much for listening to us today, and we'll get the other um, cardiovascular one about the heart out to you as quickly as possible. Yes. Are you going to draw some heart images? Or we, oh, we've already drawn some. Oh, yeah. See, look, we're pretty prepared. Done. All right. Cheers, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Bye.